So say the crew of the Enterprise came back with the whales into the present, or their present, since time is relative. But instead of coming in when the big tube ship was there, they dropped the whales off before the thing even got there, thus preventing the entire crisis. Okay. So that would mean that there would be whales on Earth, and the tube ship wouldn't even be bothered looking for them. Right. But that would mean that the Enterprise crew would have no reason to travel back in time in the first place, therefore meaning that they never got the whales, which means that there wouldn't be any whales on Earth when the tube ship gets there, because no one went back in time. It's a total paradox. Time travel makes my brain hurt. Here, try two of these. Who is this doctor person, and what is she giving me? They're called Timelinol, and will cure all your time travel brain pain. Now in cherry flavor. We now return to Time Enough for Love. It is the year 2247. Ted Stevens, a mild-mannered male prostitute, stumbles into a vat of toxic waste that gives him the powers to travel through time. Now, with the help of his trusty receptionist, Vince, Ted answers the call of ladies in need of gentlemen's company throughout history. Ted Stevens, Time Gigolo, where reaching your climax is just a matter of time. How can we help you? Yes, my name is Winifred Jones, and I would like to hire Mr. Stevens. Excellent. What time would you like to have Ted visit you? December 2nd, 2200. The winter nights here get so cold. Got it. Ted, you've got a new customer. Good work, Vince. I'll leave it once upon a time. It is I, Ted Stevens, Time Gigolo. I understand it's time to cure some hornies. May I be of assistance? Please do. Uh, Ted, it's Vince. We've got a problem. That woman is your grandmother. Well, that might be a problem to some rookie time traveler, but I'm a professional. No matter what woman has a need for Ted Stevens, Ted Stevens will be there. Ted Stevens doesn't judge or let personal preferences get in the way of his duties. That's gross, sir. You get your dirty hands off my wife! I've got babies to make with her that will one day have children of their own who will in no way have anything to do with what is happening right this second! You shot him! You shot my husband! Son of a bitch bastard was coming at me all aggro! Now back to business. Nom nom nom. By killing his grandfather in the past, did Ted create a time paradox? Is the fabric of space and time about to collapse? Is Ted his own grandfather? If so, is there some weird inbred gene thing problem going on? Find out next week on whatever other podcast wants to take over this time travel story business. I'm done with it. Hello and welcome to Stay Your Badness. This is the podcast for bad movie lovers by bad movie lovers. There's some people that love stuff. I don't know. I may have been drinking. Have you? Yeah, I've I had some whiskeys. My name is Justin. I've got uh, Sam and Jackie here. How are you guys? I'm good. That's okay. solid. Not as drunk as I am, apparently. No, I didn't drink anything yet. Yeah. I had some Alka-Seltzer because my back hurts so bad, it's given me a stomach ache. Any type of uh, flavor to report on the Alka-Seltzer? Uh, delicious. 
It's just plain Alka-Seltzer yeah, delicious to you? Yeah, I've acquired a taste Is for it. Is it the bubbles? No, it's that I know that it's going to do something positive. Oh, so, so like, it's not my, delicious. It's just your brain is playing brain tricks is on your My brain is telling me that it's delicious because it knows what's going to happen. I understand. Yeah. Jackie, what are you drinking? Uh, I've got vodka tonic. Nice. Ah. Nice. The old uh, standby, huh? Yes. Nothing unusual for you. I decided to uh, take uh, an oddball today. Oh. I bought uh, wild turkey because it's good. Yeah, it's good. And uh, vanilla Coke. So, ah. so I'm doing vanilla bourbons, which... Uh, are okay. Seems to be going okay. Yeah, yeah. I've had like three or four. All right. Uh, so boys. Heinlein's pissed. Heinlein is pissed. Yeah, at the commercial. You call oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> you referenced Heinlein, and then you stole the plot of Time Rider without paying any heed to it. <laughs> With uh, Fred I have, Ward. I have to put that out there that you basically took the entire plot line of Time and Rider, I, there, and you didn't even mention Time Rider and, at all. And then I seasoned it with a nice <laughs> layer of Fred Garvin male prostitute. Yeah. Yeah, the thing... The fun, you gotta at least mention Time Rider. The fun thing about me in my writing is that I have no original jokes, none. Yeah. It's, they're all just Seinf- old Seinfeld jokes. Yeah, there you go. Basically. Ba- stolen from science fiction plots. I've got news. Oh? An update. The Mystery Science Theater 3000 Kickstarter. 21 days to go. Would anybody care to venture a 3. guess? 3.1 million. 3.1, Jackie? 2.6. 2.39. Oh, didn't they we, only need two? Or? They only were asking for two, so oh, good, there guess. will be new Mystery People Science 3. People are getting 3. bonuses now? And, unless, unless Joel flakes on it, which it does happen on Kickstarter, but and, and there's no, like, you're donating to Kickstarter. There's no financial obligation. If they just take your money and are like, well... See ya. Thanks for the two million. Mexico. There's no legal recourse. Recourse. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure that they'll probably get it put together. So there you go. You can still donate and still get your uh, name tossed in some free swag if you want. But uh, I'm not going to. Fans, we want to hear from you. And so we're giving you a task. Send us a story from back in the day of VHS tapes. Did you have an interesting story about renting one? Did you mistakenly record an episode of Transformers over your father's video presentation? What about good old porn mishaps? We want to hear it. Send us an email to talk at sneakermadness.com and the best stories we get will be read on the air. Like getting your wiener stuck in the VCR. Oh, that's a bad one. Did you do that? No. Oh. I mm. could imagine, though. My my worst was... You thought uh, those ladies were really in there? <laughs> There's little <laughs> ladies doing it. I'm going to do if them. if I put my wiener in there, I might get some action. <laughs> My worst was I rented uh, Orgy of the Damned. Uh, Which is not sexy. From Ed Wood. Yeah. Uh, I ended up, that movie cost me like six collection accounts. Yeah. And like a couple thousand dollars. Oh, I ended up. I could have I could have paid Ed Wood $2,000 <laughs> and owned the rights to yeah. fucking Orgy of the Damned. You would have been the, the executive Damned. producer yeah. of that movie. Actually, it's Orgy of the Dead. Yeah. Uh, uh, whatever. I think that America 3000 cost me 45 bucks. I would pay forty five dollars for America three thousand. I like a fair deal. I kept it, and I went to the counter, and I was like, "Yeah, that movie I rented, I'm keeping it." (laughs) They were like, "What? I mean, is it broken?" And I was like, "Sure, it's broken. That's it. How much do I owe you? Well, you can't just keep it. No, it's broken." And it it was some it it was some you know rough negotiations, but forty five dollars later, I uh, owned America three thousand on VHS. Jackie, do you have a good VHS tape story? I actually worked at Hastings Entertainment when they still had VHS Which, tapes. If you're unfamiliar with Hastings, is a Northwest video. Enter- it's an entertainment superstore. Superstore. Yeah, they've got CDs and DVDs and books and, and their own jingle. 
Yeah. Your entertainment superstore. It's like only in Boise and Portland and Salt Lake, I think. There's, it's in California, too. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. So I like used White to work Castle. there. So I used to, my best ones are when you work the morning shift at a Hastings. Right Which when like, you open up. Is that like 10? Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Morning. <laughs> well, you know, you work at a video store. You're hung probably over. hung over. Yeah. Ready to smoke some pot in the bathroom. Yeah. So I'm working at this video store and this guy comes through with a stack of VHS tapes and he comes right when we open and he is kind of walking around, making sure nobody's up towards the front. He has rented 10 pornographic videos. <laughs> nice. And the and was it like... Sam? <laughs> and he had three naughty um, naughty magazines. That guy's got a lot of jerking to do. And so the Hastings pornos, though, like, were not full on. Yes, they were. Uh-huh. Yeah, they have a, they a have little a section. private section. Yeah, they have, but they were like Playboy. There no, 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 like... no, no. There's the softcore, and then there's the hardcore. I never saw hardcore really stuff. into, uh, like, the back corner. Because I had to do that thing where I went to Video Memories and went into the back room. Mm-hmm. And you come out of the back room with a bag that's, like, got a smiley face on it. Why don't they just fucking play a song for you and put you in a sombrero and go... This guy's going to whack it later. I mean, because it's like, oh, yeah, privacy. Give him an it's hour. It's a bag with a smiley face on it, and you just came from the back room. Ridiculous. He's not going to be very in there for very long, judging this one <laughs> by his appearance. Well, no, you don't go in there. No, you just go in there to get the porn. You rent it and then leave. Uh, You're not, like, uh, jacking off in the back. <laughs> well, you never know. Well, they have places like that. I just don't go there. Anyway, send us your VHS tape stories, and uh, good ones we'll read on the air. We've, I've got so many VHS stories. It's ridiculous. Biggles is a VHS story. This week's episode. Gator Bait was a VHS story. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll tell more of those later. we got to move on to streaming do's and don'ts. Starting out with last week's flop, The Messenger on Amazon Prime Ugh. with Fred Williamson and Cameron Mitchell. Cameron Mitchell. They should have shot The Messenger right in the fucking head in the first 30 minutes of the movie. Oh? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I was bored. Uh, Were you? I was. I mean, he couldn't have added any tits or explosions. I think he he rounded those bases pretty nicely. How do you get bored? Yeah, dude, the tits were like within the first 30 seconds of the movie. The The party scene was fucking ridiculous. Like, hey, how about some of these, big boy? And Fred Williamson's like, yeah, whatever, lady. <laughs> like he's like staring hard at him. But oh, and then the sex scene, the the tits in the sex scene. Like yeah. I'm the director. Uh, I'm gonna have to honk those boobs, just so you know. Yeah, I have no problem with that. Like he yeah. directs himself to get many handfuls he gets of mouthfuls. Yes, he does. He's probably had sex with that woman. <laughs> yes, just... I think he did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but or, uh, if, if they were going to have sex, then she wanted a song all about her. Yeah, she gets her own song. Yeah, and it's got her character's name in it, and mm-hmm. it just says Sabrina over and over and yeah, over Sabrina, again. Yeah, Sabrina. Introducing somebody as Sabrina in the yeah. credits. But, uh, yeah, I thought it was fucking Nanners. I loved it. I thought the it was great part, as well. They're like, some of the standout moments were when he rescues... The farmhand lady oh, yeah. from her daily rapists. Her daily rapists. And then the guy that usually rapes her shows up with a shotgun and just shoots the fucking waiter. Yeah, and then, then she's shoots dead. Her, and then the cop shows up and shoots him. And they're like, what are you doing here? And he's like, nothing. Maybe you need to look into a different <laughs> lifestyle, yeah. Craig, the messenger guy. I think it was two movies. I, I don't think it was. I think yeah. that Fred Williamson, I think that that's what you get early on in his directorial career. This was in 1986. In his directorial career, he didn't direct them until he like, directed all those seventies. Black Cobra was the first one that he directed in '83 or something like that. Yeah, hmm, I don't know, but I I enjoyed the Messenger. It was a little long. I thought it could have used a little bit of scissors, but uh, 
there was it, it it's everything that you uh could ask for yes. gratuitous nudity uh over the top action cars Ridic- exploding by gunshot stupid stupid <laughs> gunshot car explosions like the one where he pulls out the two uzis and just starts spraying lead all over the yeah. place the cars are parked facing him the only thing he has access to shoot is the headlights and, they and then they explode yeah and they kill all the guys who have dove away from them like he just walks off because they're apparently all fucking dead yeah. like the editing in this movie is atrociously bad i don't know that the editing is like when you leave heads and tails like that there's nothing that can be done i just was confused the whole time it was like when like we were talking about when the farmhand girl got shot because the only he the the gunman fires one shotgun shot. You see the waiter get hit in the back, and then Fred Williamson kills him, and then goes over to the girl that the farmhand girl, and she's fucking dead. How yeah. the fuck did she die? She just got like it was the magic bullet. <laughs> she shot first. Yeah, it's her fault. Was it, what joke was that? <laughs> JFK shot first. Was that? That was in Pixels. Oh, that was in Pixels. No, that's the yeah. story for another time. Uh, yeah, I, I thought it was awesome. I, I, I'm really surprised you didn't like it, because we talked about it for like 30 minutes after watching it, Jackie. I just wasn't that impressed. Hmm. All right. <laughs> All right. Pass. I'm going to give it a do. A solid do. Yeah. That's two out of three. You were you Last week, you asked for three out of three, but apparently you're not going to get it. I'm not going to get it. This time, uh, Jackie doesn't get a say, because she didn't watch this film. Continuing on with the Shaw Brothers business, The Masked Avengers on Netflix. As I said, Shaw Brothers. I kind of had a hard time with the Masked Avengers. I'm going to give it a do not as yeah. well. I thought it was in the same wheelhouse of, uh, wow, there's not a whole lot going on in this film. There's not a lot going on. There's the, I, the No, there's enough. Now that, like, there's enough. I mean, the thing is, is that I can't say don't watch a Shaw Brothers movie. You can always watch a Shaw Brothers movie. For a Shaw Brothers movie, this one's a little dry. The the scenes where they're like getting tortured, there's so much torture in this movie that makes no fucking sense. Like it's the dumbest torture that's ever existed. I really liked those scenes, not because it's like, oh, those are torturous, but because they were so stupid. Yeah, like this. That's not torture. This is ju- that's that guy is dead. You've killed that guy. He can't now give you any information. You no. are the worst torturer that has ever lived. And we should put him inside a sarcophagus that has legs and arms that we can control, because that's not fucking... How long did it take you to build that? Yeah, it's like, so, an 80s contemporary torture would be like putting, putting a man in a car crusher, crushing him, and then throwing the crushed car in the ocean, and then turning to the other guy and going, find out what he knows. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh... I don't think he knows anything anymore. Hey, Steve, maybe we should just try uh, the Chinese water torture thing yeah. next time. Did you just maybe think about maybe, maybe he's kind of a sissy and you ask him and he just tells you. Bag of socks? Yeah, I don't know. Or a socks? <laughs> bag of socks. Bag of socks. <laughs> oh, no, torture. not the bag of socks <laughs> torture. The, bag of the socks. socks filled with soap, I mean. You know, that shit. The old blanket The bag party. is made out of sandpaper, though. <laughs> it's a very harsh bag. <laughs> harsh bag of socks. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of, now Now that I remember all that shit, how stupid it was, I kind of am split with this, but I got to give it a do or a do not, so I'm going to stick with my original series thing and just say don't. Don't, yeah. Yeah. Well, I still think that I I, I gave it a soft do, just because I think you can always watch one of those movies. It's a semi. It's a semi, yeah. Yeah. I had... Even though it was wasn't one of my favorite Shaw Brothers movies, it was about what you get. It's a it was a decent Sunday or Saturday afternoon. Yeah. film. This is not a decent Saturday afternoon film. This, this is a fucking future episode is amazing shit. 
Men of War on Hulu Plus, starring Dolph Lundgren. Did you go back and watch this this week, Jackie? No. You should have done that. You should have done that. We, shit was we awesome. were very busy, though. Uh, yeah, Men of War. Wow. Yeah, Sounds was, uh, sexy. It's fucking serious. It was, uh, it was something. <laughs> There's, uh, it, it's, it's, again. Swedish like me. How did we define it when we were talking about it? It was like they just gave up on making a good movie halfway and said, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just go for Fuck shit. Fuck it. Let's just go Let's for just shit. Let's just call Dominic Toretto and hit the gas pedal. Because we're ready for some stupid shit to happen in this film. Yeah, exactly. And it is some serious stupid shit. Holy cow. This is everything you want in a Lundgren movie. If Lundgren had just done this the whole time... Oh, man, he'd be a king. He would be a fucking king. Like, you you would look at Stallone and be like, huh. Fuck n- that Nice guy. try, Stallone. Uh, I'm I'm on Lundgren's camp, which I'm still on Lundgren ca- Lundgren's camp. But there's those middle of the road movies that are like that streak of the '90s that's just so dry and boring. Yeah, like well, this oh, was one of trying- the '90s movies. I know, I know, and th- it's like a-, a sneak attack where you're like, "What the fuck is this shit?" There's yeah. like uh like a apocalypse now element to it and uh, yeah when they take some of the explosions from the movie <laughs> they borrowed oh, yeah, an, was, they borrowed an explosion from platoon as well <laughs> yeah some and platoon. then they stretched it out like oh if we stretch it out nobody will nobody will notice that we just fucking ratio. stole this yeah um there's Lundgren my absolutely favorite part and I'm not gonna spoil too much. Is Lundgren gets a Swedish-made rocket launcher, <laughs> which he's, as we all know, quite Swedish. Yeah, and he says it's, sweet, it's Swedish, like me, about several things yeah. during the movie. Yeah, and uh, this rocket launcher works in completely the opposite way you would expect it to work. Yes. The back end of it is much more effective than the front end. Men get exploded by the front end, and you there's shots of them, like the building that they're standing in, getting completely blown Exploded, up. Yeah. But then later... They're in the film. And they've just got some burns. Yeah, they're just, uh, wow, that, that's a hot rocket launcher. <laughs> it's hot. <laughs> it's toasty. <laughs> it's it's a third degree burn gun. It's great. A man takes a hatchet to the face and it just breaks on his head. Oh, my God. This movie, I, I don't want to talk about it too much. Just go watch it because. Oh, it's going to be. Yeah, I think this is day. a total pick. This Somebody's is a great undiscovered bad gonna movie. going to pull the trigger on it. Does uh, he have a Swiss army knife? Uh, he does not. No. He, does he just Swedish, got that rocket Swiss launcher. Vodka. <laughs> yeah. oh. He's got Swiss yeah. vodka yeah. and uh, Swiss rocket launcher. Yeah. Why Why have anything else? Last but not least, also on Hulu Plus, one Alfred Albert Pyong movie, The Nemesis. Actually, it's just Nemesis. Nemesis, yeah. With uh, that uh, French ass kicker that's not very good at act- acting. What's the, uh, Oliver who? Gruner. Was it Oliver Gruner? Yeah. Or Gruner? Oliver Gruner. Hmm, okay. This guy stinks at <laughs> acting yeah you know what he doesn't stink at kicking people's fucking asses. kicking people's asses <laughs> holy shit this man is a fucking hero of earth like when the aliens of uh uh roland emmerich show up fuck will smith dude welcome yeah. to earth bullshit this guy will fucking drop kick their spaceship back to their home planet yep. fucking nanners he was a french commando and, and a kickboxing champion. And a kick. Who is a French commando? And a, that, that's like. No, it's like when he retired from killing people, he just. He retired from killing people into beating them up. I <laughs> <laughs> still do something, it's right? Like, oh, I'm too old to be killing so many people. I'm just going to beat the shit out of them for a Because, see, here's the thing about the French commandos is everybody talks about the French army and, like, oh, yeah. white flag, we surrender. No, the single operator, the French are the best in the world. Absolutely. Those guys are deadly 
deadly bastards. Yep. And uh, and then he's a fucking kickboxing champion. Yeah. Uh, Jean Claude Van Damme can't say he's a kickboxing no. champion. Like with that, if if he was a single operator for his French special special forces, he's basically like Rambo is a pussy compared mm-hmm. to this guy in mm-hmm. real life. Wow, However, I gotta watch this now. Yeah, uh, he gets his butt out. I think. Oh no, you know, uh, Tom Jane gets his butt out. Tom Jane ah, gets his butt out. Man yeah. buns, young, yeah. young Tom Jane. Yeah, and there was a uh, nude Miss America. Yep, ex Miss America. Tim Thomerson shows up. Tim Thomer. Oh, and Tim- Brian James. Oh, Tim Thomerson and Brian James were robot. Fun. The the fucking stop motion shit in this movie. Yeah. Whoa, Ooh. boy. <laughs> Nemesis, uh, I have no idea what this film was about. Like, well, it, none. It, that Which makes it the perfect sequel to Cyborg. Essentially. Yeah. Because I still don't know what Cyborg's about. A and it has the same with ending. With some stuff. Yeah. And I feel exactly the same way. I, I When we were walking down to the brewery afterwards, I was like, I reluctantly like that movie. It's like a, it's a do, but it's a barely. I kind of really enjoyed Nemesis. Like two days later, that jungle scene is fucking awesome. And the, the, um, the, the hotel shootout. Is, the hotel shootout's good too. Is pretty rad. It's just the first 20 minutes are a little, eh. Cause you're, it's just like exposition of stuff that you're like, I have no idea what these people are fucking talking about. Yeah, There's and it like, is. It's all backstory. Uh, fucking plague and, and uh, just vague things that aren't really, clarified as to what the character's <laughs> motivations are like well because of the uh plague that happened 60 years ago i've got to now go over and stand here and it's going to take 20 minutes what huh oh and there's a, a lady that's going to get involved it's just nothing important or interesting is going on for during the first 20 minutes because it's it's setting up this universe that um I don't know what is. Which is not getting finished yet, because I think he was talking about trying to cap off the Cyborg and Nemesis series with one movie. And I've been on, on, I'm friends with him on Facebook, so I keep track of some of the goings on with it. And it's currently in production. It's called now, and it's not the cap because he had to change it in order to get it made. And it's called, uh, it was Galactic Commandos, but now I think it's Space Rangers and the Cyborg Witch of Endor. Is the name mm-hmm. is the working title? It's going to be something else when it comes out, I'm sure. But yeah. there's another one in the series, which I think is like ten now. Damn, I am still part of this podcast. <laughs> yes, you <laughs> well, are. You should watch more you movies watch on Saturdays movies. instead of watching Rain all day in your closet room. <laughs> um, I work on, on Saturdays. We watched three. You, you were watching you were the last watching... three movies we watched <laughs> I was on watching Saturday. Snooty British yeah. shows. Damn yes, it. Yeah, you were true. watching snooty British shows in your office. Oh, it was so awesome too. <laughs> it was so awesome. We won't even talk about how awesome it was. If you no, haven't started watching haven't... this show about Mary Queen of Scots, uh, you should uh... probably give it a try. If you like snooty British shit, yeah. I like it. If you like the Tudors, you'd probably like Rain. Yeah. That's what you're saying. If you don't like tits and explosions. There's oh. no tits in this movie. Or explosions. Oh. Because I, I think it's yeah. on the W, the CW or something. WB is what is it now? CW, WB. You know what? We can give a speaking oh, of television. Yeah, we can give shit, a do man. not to a, a resounding and scalding review of the Flash, even though it is shit. It is oh. bad, bad, bad television. It is awful. It is unviewable. Yeah, I can't watch it. Oh man, I'm glad I was drunk for that shit. Anyways, we got to move on. Sam, what have you brought this week? Since it's your uh, movie. Thermal invisibility. Thermal invisibility for the great superpower debate. Yes. Can you define thermal invisibility? Well, the predator can't find you. Even though you're still visible to the light spectrum, 
You give off no heat signature. Mm. Yeah, so Predator cannot find you. Predator could not see you. Neither could most, uh, uh, like, uh, man Motion droids. sensors. Motion sen- Oh, motion sensors. Yeah, heat sensors. Yeah. yeah. Uh, heat sinking missile, you would be totally okay. Again, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm steering this, though. Okay, all right. You have more caveats. Well, no, I mean, it's, it's totally something that would lend itself to nefarious behavior rather than good. You would be an you would be an expert thief with okay. this superpower. Why not just go all invisible? Well, that I don't know. Uh, that's easy. Hmm. I thought we were trying to come up with weird ones. <laughs> <laughs> well, thermal invisibility is a weird one. And, and you would uh, be you would be a master thief if you could do it. Either that, you'd be a sweet kick ass like spy. I know. Yeah. Why do you say totally master get thief? In. A lot of places have like uh, a visible light spectrum cameras. Cameras. Well, I mean, yeah, but you're not gonna. They'll see you afterwards. But you're not going to trip the alarm. You know who couldn't kill you, though? Schwa's an eraser. Yeah, that gun is a uh, heat signature. Oh, yeah, that, that's That right. rail gun. That gun yeah, you could not so get stupid. hit by a rail gun in the face. I or saw the... You could still get eaten by crocodiles that look like shit. Yeah. Yeah, the crocodiles were not good. They they don't see in heat vision. No. They're not the... Pre- they are predators, but uh, not the predator. Even in heat vision, they would look predator like shit. Predator versus a crocodile. Predator. Well, yeah, yeah, crocodiles that's pretty stupid. don't have guns. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, thermal invisibility. So you're saying you use your powers for uh, nefarious purposes. Now, where are you going to go with uh, to to use this for evil? The bank. The bank. So you, if you're saying by your own human condition that if you had thermal invisibility, you would be a bank robber. And it wouldn't be like the local branch, though. So you'd have to, like, it'd be big time hunts. No tomfoolery, you would rob banks. That uh, is what your job would be. You would do that. Yeah, I mean, there's very limited other avenues. I would get a job as a pretend vampire. A pretend vampire. Yeah, because then you'd be like, I'm so cold as death. I don't, you won't even pick me up on could, the And then somebody radar. would hold a mirror up to you and be like, shit. Yeah, and I'll be like, oh, you son of a bitch, get that on my face. <laughs> a pretty crappy Halloween costume. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, get out your heat ray sensitivity I call gun. bullshit. You're not going to fucking rob any banks, dude. I'm not. Yeah. Well, I mean, what else? Are you, you could be like that, a spy, I guess. That's part of the rules is you have to uh, <clears throat> you have to use this superpower as you, the bringer of the superpower. I would power. rob banks. That's you, what I would do. you would rob banks. Yeah. Sam, the sandwich man, I, would rob banks. Once I figure, I, you have to do some legwork. You'd have to, like, develop the other skills involved with being a master thief, but you'd have one uh-huh. thing that no one else could do. I think this sounds like a pretty shitty superpower. I'm have. not really seeing a whole lot. Yeah, of- at the same time, it hasn't fucking destroyed the, itself yet. Whereas last week's super hearing was like not good because you go deaf immediately. I think it's destroyed itself quite well. You would take one step into a bank and get fucking arrested. Maybe. Yeah, but oh, that one camera wouldn't get to see. I, I don't even know where why banks would have these night vision cameras or it's these the uh, thermal vision. thermal sensors. Unless the fucking erasers there with his rail gun. You, no. you can dodge the predator, predator. You can dodge, uh, uh, fucking those, uh, smart bomb jobbers that are blowing up the terrorists and stuff, but that's about it! You could hide from the heat vision. If you're just a regular schmo, this power does nothing for you. You probably wouldn't even know that you have it! I might have thermal invisibility <laughs> right now. I have it! I, I don't know. I, Jackie. <laughs> Uh, kind of worthless. Yeah. All right. I give this one worse than super hearing. Okay. I'm going to give this. Now, I'm going to give okay. it 
better than super hearing because... You don't go deaf immediately. Yeah. And if I'm ever in the jungle with the predator, I really, really, really want to have this superpower. You're probably not. That's You're probably not going to happen. Him, yeah. That's probably not going to happen. So, so uh, I'm going with, uh, yeah, out of the two. So far, I'm going with thermal invincibility. Okay. Sam, do you have any final arguments for it? If there I... was an alien invasion, you would be like, and they saw thermal uh-huh. signatures instead of That's light spectrum. Just saying. Yeah, if. Lots of ifs There's in the superpower. Whereas with super hearing. With super hearing, if you weren't deaf from it. Yeah, but you it had would that one awesome. sweet moment where you're like, fuck, I heard somebody taking a dump upstairs, which isn't awesome. And then the dog barked and I was deaf forever. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah it's pretty <laughs> shitty. If you guys gave. I'm going to tie it, though. I give this one a two. A two? Yeah. Jaggy? Three. 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 Ooh, Ooh. it is higher than. Uh, it's better than super hearing. All right. Okay. Moving on. Sam, tell us about Biggles' Adventure in Time. It was made in 1986, and we should start with the character Biggles. James Bigglesworth. large, fluffy cat. Biggles is not a fluffy cat. Damn. There's like a cat named Pickles, I bet. Oh, there's Pickles Cat? I bet Pickles the cat has adventures, Ah. but not adventures in time. James Bigglesworth, or Biggles, the title character and hero in the eponymous series of books by W.E. Johns. Hmm. Biggles is sort of a flying Indiana Jones. Okay. Wait, he can actually fly? No, he he flies airplanes. Oh, okay, sure, yeah. sure. Okay, I think gotcha. Indiana flies airplanes. No, though, no, he gets piloted. There's a big fucking snake. Why did it have to be snakes? Oh, that's right. In Last Crusade, he's not flying that plane? Who's flying the plane? No, he is flying he's that flying fucking, the fucking plane. Why would he fly the fucking, fucking plane in, Last, in, in Raiders of the Lost Ark? Because Why would he have that fucking yeah, pli- pilot if he can just fly planes? You know what he can do? Or can't do? Land. Which, I guess, if you're a pilot, yeah, anybody can fly is, a fucking yeah. plane. Landing's the problem. So maybe that's it. He's like Launchpad McQuack. Well, W.E. Johns himself was an airman in the First World War, or the Great War as it was then known. It would seem he puts a lot of himself into the Biggles character, however, never stating that there was an autobiographic quality to the tales. Churchill should have taken a note. Mm, that's too uh, soon, man. Too soon? Too fucking soon. I, some of the Churchill writing is outlandish. That man shot Hitler in the face, and then <laughs> Captain America punched him right in the jaw. He jumped over a train. Yeah. Yeah. What? He hopped right over the top of it. Is this in the Churchill book that I got for Christmas? No. That's in <laughs> our minds. The The first one in his youth, he was quite dashing. And the tales of Churchill read better than any novel I've ever read. Yeah, he, and he uh, claims that it all happened. He uh, he made me more badass than uh, anybody ever. He got kicked out of uh, his uh, prep school for beating the shit out of every single student there. Yeah. That's not true. That is 100% true. We went by it on a boat. Yep. Yeah, Continue he Sam. got in a lot of fights. He didn't beat up every he single up every single fucking one of them. And then he banged all the ladies when he was twelve. Including his World War One and he actually conquered Egypt by himself. Yep. Totally happened. It happened. Continue. Write it down. He already did. Although <laughs> <laughs> although time is one of the main criticisms of the Biggle series as he does his adventuring over the period of 50 years, time travel is not one of the main focuses of any of the young adult novels written about him. They remain snug in the contemporary adventure genre. How, then, did Biggles have an adventures in time? Yes, plural adventures, according to the title. Having seen the film, I would think singular would be more adequate, but I will play by their rules on this one. Though the financing was originally set up through a subsidiary of Hammer in 1979, the film experienced a great deal of setbacks, which delayed production and release. What the hell's Hammer? Remember Hammer films? No, I don't. 
All those fucking silly horror movies. We just watched that that like mummy what? shit was a hammer film. We watched mummy that. shit. Yeah, I remember the Curse of the Mummy we watched with Chris last time he was. Oh, 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 yeah, old old school stuff. Yeah, hammer yeah, films. Like uh, England had the a knockoff to the Universal monsters. Peter and Cushing's stuff. in like half of them. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Okay, gotcha. All right. So yeah, this is financed originally through a subsidiary of Hammer in 1979, which is when Hammer is really starting to fade away. Which did you know that Hammer is back? They never dun, went under. Dun, they dun, just dun. went under like a twenty-year hiatus. Dun, dun, can't touch this. Dun, 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 dun. Not that hammer. One. Mm. No, they made the the black. You know why he's black. not back? Because he never fucking left, brother. Oh god, <laughs> damn it! <laughs> okay. Either way, the movies right. that Hammer's making, most notably, were a remake of uh, "Let the Right One In" called "Let Me In" and mm. uh, the "Woman in Black" duology, which oh bad. Yeah, but those are technically Hammer films. Interesting. That's the same companies out back and doing it again. And yes, they're just as bad as they used to be. What about Tell Me, Have You Seen Her? Have You Seen Her? Have You Seen Her? <laughs> tell Me, Have You Seen Come on, dude. Hammer's sweet. <laughs> <laughs> if she's out buying dove, tell her I'm in love. Have you seen her? <laughs> have you seen her? <laughs> Go ahead, Sam. Sorry. We're ruining this show for you. <laughs> yeah, no, not really. There's a lot to talk about, though. If it would have been released on schedule, it may have come out before Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm, Even okay. And it was sort of in the same cast. However, it wasn't, and so it would become a conceptual clone of Raiders of the Lost Ark for a while, which still allowed it to be mostly faithful to subject material, but then Zemeckis changed the game. Yes, that's right. Someone at a decision-making capacity mandated that it needed to be more like Back to the Future. Mm. Mm. Me, and, and meanwhile, you know, it's not like he... Indiana's still doing good in the box office, yeah. but somebody saw back like... No, nobody's going to like it if it's not like Back to the That's Future. That's it. We need that. It's so strange, the thinking of some of these people that have these decisions to be made that Ooh, are like... Men in ties? Well, the person who sees a movie do well and go, if every movie isn't that, they'll all fail. Well, anyway, they added a time-traveling subplot. And a wisecracking American. That's where Alex Hyde White comes in. He's basically the Michael J. Fox character. Hell yeah. Alex Hyde White from uh, Fantastic Four yeah. fame. What came out of the blender isn't really Biggles anymore. Well, at the same time, it doesn't completely abandon Biggles because the character is still in this movie that's not about any of his adventures anymore. I have loved this movie since childhood, and I've always wondered how they came up with the idea. Frankly, even a 10-year-old looks at the scenario of time twins fighting the Nazis a bit dubious. You're like, what is time twins? <laughs> what are those? That is something that doesn't make sense. Do they uh, touch fingers and then, like, form into things? Like, no, form they don't. of they a clock. Yeah. No. Form However, of a watch. What's weird is if somebody would have asked me before I read about this a couple months ago, because I read about this first a couple months ago when I started trying to find if there was a copy of it that was sort of affordable. Uh, if you would have asked me, is there a movie that was a cross between Indiana Jones and Back to the Future? I would have been like, yeah, Biggles Adventure in Time. But no one would ever ask that because it's something that no one would want. And until I read that that's what happened, I was like, oh, this just never really made sense. What the, what the hell happened here? But that's exactly what happened. And apparently the Pet Shop Boys liked this immediately after release because they hired Neil Dixon, the character to play, that plays Biggles, to come in and just be Biggles in their movie. It couldn't happen here. Director John Yu made a slew of films. But his greatest successes started in 1975 with Dirty Mary, Crazy Larry. Oh, I love that movie. Ended Starring, in 1986 uh, Henry with Henry Fonda film. and some other lady. Peter Fonda. Peter Fonda. Oh, Henry Fonda's the good one. Yeah. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> uh, yeah. And though his heyday ended with this film, he continued to work. However, his subsequent film after this was Howling 4. And then it just got worse. The Marsupials? 
Is that the one? I think so. Uh, I guarantee you I've seen it. Love it. Before the aforementioned, he did Watcher in the Woods, The Incubus, and both Witch Mountain movies. I've seen Watcher in the Woods as well. I like Watcher in the Woods. He also directed Treasure Island that Orson Welles was a star of. Oh, no. That's a bad movie. That's a bad movie. I thought that was a Razzie nominee. That was a Hammer film. Oh, boy. Oy, 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 oy. Uh, beyond the usual Grand Moff Tarkin jokes, Peter Cushing has not been on the program. Which is odd, because he starves in about half of the Hammer films, mm-hmm. most usually as Baron Frankenstein, Sherlock Holmes, or Dr. Van Helsing. Did you know that he was also Doctor Who for the two theatric I did. movies of yeah. Doctor Who? Yeah, I've seen those. They're not bad. Uh, he's also in a feature episode, and I will name it. It's The uh, Mystery of Monster Island, written by one H.G. Uh, uh, Wells. Okay. That was the first bad movie I've ever seen in my life, and my mom watched me see it, and it was like, how can you watch this crap? And I'm like, this shit is amazing. <laughs> yeah. What are you talking Shut up, lady. I'm trying to watch this crap. <laughs> I don't know if I would describe a youthful Cushing as dashing, but he did have a more solid cons- constitution, say. The vision of him as the painfully thin man that we know most started probably in 1971 when his wife died. I didn't know anything about this. Mm, okay. So when Peter Cushing's wife died, he just became so despondent that he quit eating. He aged vis- like he aged 10 years and three yeah, months. Yeah, he's quite uh, uh, sullen. He's emaciated. He looks like uh, one of the ghouls from uh, Fallout 4. Yeah. He never recovered from it. He just quit eating and eventually took 14 years, but he would uh, pass 14 years later in 1985, this being his final performance. And gave some of his uh, finest roles during that time. You better hope I never die. (laughs) Uh, Well, I guess I would probably get rich. I'd be sad, but rich. Rich as shit. And... uh, the masses would adore me because I'd be because you're I'd be the, I would be blowing up planets and shit. <laughs> you, you, like right before you explode, someone turns and goes, but terribly you? unhappy. Yeah, and then your your assistant's like, "Do you have any more gum on your more chest? Gum. <laughs> because it's got gum on your chest. They had gum on their chest. Yeah, they did. <laughs> and the the Rebel Alliance has lozenges. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> Uh, Neil Dixon plays Biggles. This is pretty much the biggest lead he ever had. He still works on movies, TV, and video games. He was in Skyrim. Oh. Hey. I didn't play that. Also another Bethesda game. Alex Hyde-White is back after wowing us in the Fantastic Four. To add what I said last time, because it was only a few months ago, or it was only about five episodes ago? Yeah, somewhere there. Something like that. So I'm not going to go off on him, but he just did a picture which is billed as a fantasy documentary. It's sort of like a half documentary, half dramatization of what it's like to put on Hamlet in three days. It's called Three Days. Mm. If you like the process of acting and production, you should check it out. It's pretty good. I actually would like to go to that. Yeah. The soundtrack is heavy with the work of Yes Frontman John Anderson. It also Uh. features the crew, Deep Purple, and John Deacon in his only non-Queen recording. Do you want to be a hero? Hero! Hero! That's John Anderson. Nice. Yeah. He wrote that song. That's the theme song of this movie. Yeah. Uh, keep an eye out for the stunts and practical effects. They built a rig where they could safely crash a plane with someone inside it. Oh my fucking shit! Yeah, is... we'll talk more about the the oh, sort of oh boy. What I because I will say right shit now, up, man. No, I'm going to say right now the greatest stunt a... I've ever seen is a man jumping from a plane onto a horse. They do something very close. Oh boy, it it isn't as visually impactful. I'll give you that right now. Right. The Phantom is is more of a wow moment. But they do something, and we'll talk about it afterwards, that when you think about the conception of it, you're like, holy shit, that's f- fucking dangerous. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, they, when, I will say right now, this is not a, I don't think this is a bad movie, it's just, it has no audience. 
mm. other than a 10-year-old kid that is like, holy shit, this is awesome. But the people that directed it, like John Hugh and the, the makers of the film that got a hold of the terrible script, they did what they could. Yep. And some of it's real fine work. All right. Well, we'll check it out. Uh, it's currently streaming on YouTube. Make sure you get it now before uh, they, uh, somebody says, hey, that's my movie. Otherwise, uh, you're going to have to rent it on iTunes. So come back to us on Monday. In the meantime, Jackie. Get to that chopper. Nice. Thank you for listening to Stinker Madness. If this is your first time, we hope you enjoyed it, and we'll come back to listen more. But now, we'd like to ask all of our listeners for a small favor. We aren't ranking as high as we'd like, and we need your help. Would you please take just a couple of minutes to rate and review us on your preferred listening platform, be it iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever else you can. It takes many hours each week to bring you this show, and just a couple seconds of your time is a huge help for us. And for those of you that have already done this, we say thank you.